Thank you, Father God, for all that you have done. Thank you, God, for what you're doing in this place right now. We thank you, God, for allowing us to come together in fellowship. We thank you for our helper, our teacher, which is the Holy Spirit. And, Father, I thank you that as I go forth, God, to teach your people that I have been crucified with Christ, and it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. In Jesus' name, amen. Let us begin where we left off. We have been talking about making God known, and the way we make God known is to get to know him for ourselves, and we um, went um, over a few experiences that people have had with God for themselves, and I think Renee gave a good experience uh, Sunday. So we thank God for her knowing him as Jehovah Jireh, knowing him as Jehovah Shalom, knowing him as the most high God, and we just thank God for that. And when we know who he is for ourselves, we can make him known to others. You cannot make God known to others until you know him for yourself first and foremost. And that takes spending time with him. So tonight I have been talking about Moses and his journey um, with the Lord and how Moses got to know the Lord. And I'm going to back up a little bit because I'm going to talk about somebody else tonight. But Moses, we know that he um, was raised by Pharaoh's daughter. Um, But we know that God allowed him to go back in his home with his mother to, you know, learn their ways learn God's way of doing things. So even though Moses was in Egypt, which is Egypt is considered as being, you know, the world, even though he was in the world, he was not doing like the world was doing. And we can tell when um, the Hebrews um, were fighting amongst each other and how Moses stepped in and let them know, don't you know that that's your brother and this is not what you should be doing. But we know how they turned on him And saying, you know, just like you killed that Egyptian. But Moses stepped in with that Egyptian because that Egyptian was messing with, you know, a Hebrew. So he stepped in. But then they turned on Moses because Moses was telling them what was right. So we know that Moses fled. And when he did, he ended up having an experience with God. And through having that experience with God, God was raising him up to be a deliverer, but God had to deal with Moses first. So how many of us know that God has to deal with you first before you deal with someone else? And I believe some of us, not all of us, we try to deal with other people before we even deal with ourselves. I'm learning if I can deal with me, I believe I can deal with anybody. What about y'all? Because you may have some people that don't talk much, that don't say much, but they got a lot of stuff going on. So that's why we have to say, Lord, deal with me. Search me to see if there's any evil way in me. Make that known so through the help of the Holy Spirit, I can deal with those areas in my life life, so the enemy won't have no inroad in my life. He won't be able to um, stop me from doing what you have called me to do. So God dealt with Moses and... He had to make himself known unto Moses. And I believe Moses heard about God, but I believe he hadn't experienced God for himself. How many of us have heard about God, but we haven't experienced him for ourselves? It sounds so good when people tell you about their experience, what they have went through with God, and you get so excited and you say, I want that experience. But in order to get that, 
you must spend time with God and spending time with God is spending time in the word of God. The more you spend time in the word of God, the more God makes himself known unto us. Amen. Now, I want to go back. We're familiar with this um, gentleman that I'm going to bring up. And y'all know this is Genesis 12, beginning at verse 1. As I was um, sitting before the Lord today, I said, Lord, what else do you want me to say dealing with making you known? You know, let me know where to go from here. So he took me right back to Abram. And in Genesis 12, 1, it says, Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. So God was speaking to Abram. So Abraham, which is Abram, had to be listening or had to be in a place to hear God, to know that it was God. But the thing is, God had told Abram, he said, I want you to get out of your country. I want you to get from around your kindred. I want you to um, get from around your father's house. So what he was telling him, I want you to leave everything that you're familiar with. And this is what God told me. He said, in order to get to know me, you have to leave everything else out of it. That means you, family, everything. It's, it's only me that I want you to focus on in getting to know me. So he had to leave what he was familiar with. Can you imagine leaving a home that you've been raised in all of your life? You have got familiar with the country, maybe Burgall, Castlehane, Rocky Point, wherever you are, wherever you stay, Wilmington. You're so familiar with that area. You're familiar with people in that area. You're familiar with your cousins, your family, all your relatives. All of these things you have gotten familiar with over the years. They have become a part of you. So God told him, I want you to give up all of that. And when God told me that, he reminded me, when he had me to leave a job that I was on for 13 years. I got familiar with the people. I got familiar with the way I was doing things. I got familiar, so familiar that I could do the job with my eyes closed. That's just how familiar I was. So when God told me to do that, you know, I'm like, okay, God, I'll do that. But how many know we can say okay to God, but when it's really time to let go of something, that you have been doing for such a long time, it, it's not easy. You know, God has to work with you for you to let that stuff go. But Abraham, when God told him to do this, Abraham did do it. But this is what God told me. He said, in order to really let go of everything and everybody, you have to depend on me. That's the only way you can do it. And some of us say we depend on God. But when we get in situations in our lives, how many of us can really say we're truly dependent on God? How many can really say, I know God enough, I have experienced God enough to say no matter what happens in my life, I will always depend on God. Whether in my marriage, whether with my children, on my job, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, whatever it may be, do I really depend on God? Some of us can say yes at this point because nothing has really happened major in your life. But if you're going through a financial crisis, who are you really depending on? Are you truly dependent on God? Through these elections, who are you really dependent on? 
Are you dependent on God or are you dependent on man to act in God's uh, place? And what we have to understand is our trust and dependency have to be so much on God. We don't look at what man do. We always focus on him and what he's doing. And the more we focus on him and what he's doing, we can get through what man is doing and we can come out of it not even smelling like smoke. So God wanted our dependency to be on him. So he used Abraham as an example. He told him to leave everything that he was familiar with. And that's something for us to think about. I remember when I was growing up, I had to go to this um, youth camp. And I'd never been away from home. And the librarian in elementary told my dad, she said, she's not talking to nobody. She's not relating to nobody she don't say anything she just sit and watch so let's get her out of her surroundings and let her be around other people and see how she interact with those people so at the time I'm like well I guess I can go to this camp and this is the funny part y'all the camp was in Topsail Beach not even far from where I stayed but it was an unfamiliar territory to me so I remember when I went to this camp and my daddy went with me and he brought my uncle um, with him as well. And I was crying because I didn't want to stay. So daddy was trying to help me make up my bed. And I was crying so much. I remember it was a cousin that went to the camp as well. She told him, I'll help her. I'll help her make up that bed. And then daddy said, if you quit crying, I'll buy you a soda. And I'm like, okay. So she was helping me do my bed and everything. And I was, you know, didn't really want my daddy to leave because it was an unfamiliar territory to me. But then after um, I got my bed and everything made up, this is the funny part too, I told daddy, I said, okay, where's my soda? He said, you don't need one now. So <laughs> he didn't buy me my soda, y'all, and left me. So I had to stay there for two weeks, two weeks. And if y'all know my daddy, that's just how he is. Anyway, so two weeks I stayed, but in staying there, I had to get familiar with their way of doing within two weeks. So by the time those two weeks was over, guess what? I didn't want to leave because I had spent so much time in doing what we were doing, going to the beach, having um, games and everything to do that I wasn't doing at home. I got settled in that place. But the whole point of this that I'm telling you is I had to go. Even though I did not want to go, I went trusting the lady who said this is what she need to bring her out so she can meet more people and maybe she'll talk more. So I had to trust what she was saying in order to get where I was going. Abraham had to trust God enough, y'all, to hear him, to be able to listen to him, to do what God was telling him to do. So when you look at that word dependency, it's the state of relying on or needing someone or something for aid or support, confidence and trust. Dependency is the state of relying on or needing someone or something for aid or support, confidence and trust. So when you're depending on somebody, you're relying on that person. You're trusting that person. You're believing that no matter what, that person is going to be there for you. You have confidence. You have trust in that person. So Abraham had enough trust, reliance, confidence, 
in God to know that no matter where he was, God would support him. Do we have enough confidence, trust, reliance in God to say, God, no matter what go on, even though I don't understand it, I will trust you. And that takes spending time with God and getting to know God for who he is. If you don't spend time with him through the word, if you don't get to know him when situations pop up, you're going to go to someone else or something for that situation because that's what you were accustomed to. That's what you used to. But Abraham had to trust God to the point of saying, God, I'm going to leave what I'm familiar with. I'm going to depend on you more than I'm dependent on my family, more than I'm dependent on substance, more than I'm dependent on anything. I'm going to depend on you. God said, leave the country, leave your relatives, leave your father's house. He was letting him know, I want you to leave everything and depend on me. And I want to say, are we at that point to say, God, all of this stuff that's going on, the the COVID-19, the voting, everything that's going on, the riots, do I trust and depend on you enough to say, God, whoever sits in that seat, I still got to trust you more than I trust who's sitting in that seat. See, our problem is we're trying to put a man or whoever in that seat that we feel that's qualified for us. But if they don't qualify according to God, they're not qualified for us. It ain't about putting money in your pocket when you know who you are. Because everybody that promised you something will fail on that promise. Because that is man. You can't depend on a man to tell you the truth because it's always a lie behind the truth. So I don't care who's in deceit. We got to know actually who you voting for behind everything you hear. Not based on what mama say or what daddy say or what the internet say or what the news is saying. I guarantee if you get into the word of God and you know what God is saying. Outside of everything, you know what to do. The more time you spend with God, nobody won't be able to fool you, even if they look in you in your face and it's sounding like truth. The devil know truth, but he twists truth. So if you don't have a discerning of spirits, you will fall for anything. So this is why we have to trust God in such a time as this, that no matter what anybody says, You got to hear God for yourself. You got to know that you have made the right decision for yourself because no man, no woman can take you to heaven or hell. You get there on your own. (laughs) Now, I'm just going to be honest with you. When it's time for me to leave this world, my husband can't hold on to me and think he's going to catch a ride going up to heaven. Vice versa. The life I'm living here on earth is going to speak while I'm here. So what I'm saying is God said, do we trust him enough to really rely on him to know that whatever he says, we will do it. Y'all think about it. When we trust God enough, whatever his word says, we should do it. We shouldn't have a problem doing what the word says. When the word say don't, we don't. Why? Because I trust my father. He knows what's best for me, even though my flesh feel like That's best for me? No, I don't go on the works of the flesh. I go on the spirit who's the real me. So Abraham had to trust God enough to leave. When you look at that word rely, 
It means to depend, confidentially put trust. You're dependent on that person. You're confiding in that person. You know that you can trust that person with your very life. There is not a person in this room that I can say I trust more with my life than God, not even my husband. I love him and I know he loved me, but let's just be real, y'all. I trust God with my life. Why? Because he laid down his life for me. He already proved himself for me. Our problem is we put so much trust in one another that when husband, wife, children, cats, dogs, whoever do something to hurt you, the first thing we say, I cannot believe you done that. Why can't you not believe we're human? They're not God. I don't care if they live the most holy life ever. God know they're going to fall. In some area of their lives, they're going to fall. We try to do things the way we need to do them, but I can say I have failed in some areas. What about you? We mean well when we're saying things, but it don't turn out sometimes the way that we're saying it. I was talking to somebody today on the phone, and I was telling them how we can say things with our mouths, but sometimes our heart is far from what we're saying. And I said, I'll use me as an example because when we were talking, you know, sometimes we'll say, this is what I'm going to do. I made up my mind. And I said, hold it. It's a heart thing. We can say it with our mouth. But if we have not put the word deep down in our heart where it's rooted, we're going to go back to the same thing we we have already done. So I use me for an example And I know my husband remembered this, so I'm going to use it. We had planted a garden in our backyard, and my husband wanted to put down some something on the dirt so the grass wouldn't grow. What was that? Like tarp-type stuff. I'm old school, y'all. Granddaddy didn't put down no tarp-type stuff. He just cultivated the ground and put stuff in the ground and pulled the grass. That's just what we did. So he said, I'm going to put this down, man. I said, man, why waste money putting that down? I'll pull the grass out of this garden. He told me, Amanda, now I hear what you're saying. I said, listen here. If I told you I'm going to pull it out, I'm going to pull it out. That's what I said. So every day I walked, Joe, I walked past that garden and did not pull that grass out that garden. And I kept walking past that garden until it had a lot of grass. Why am I saying this? My intentions was to pull the grass out, but my heart was far from doing it. So we can say a lot of things that we intend to do, but until we really take the effort and put our heart in it, we're not going to do it. So they were laughing at me on the phone. I was laughing at myself. I said, I'm just being honest. My husband, he didn't actually trust me to do it. He just went along with me, and I know he didn't. Because he knew. He already put that thing out there on me. You ain't going to pull nothing. You need to let me put down this stuff. You ain't going to put down nothing. That's more money. Just plant this stuff, man. We did eat from the garden, but the garden was full of grass. Wasn't nice, y'all. So what am I saying? We put no trust in man. It is man's intention to do something, but they fail in some areas. But the one that never fails is God, and that's the one we don't give our whole heart to. We got our heart spread out all over the place with everybody, but our whole heart should be for God. 
not in and everything. And when your heart is from God, for God, you're going to always go back to God, no matter what the situation is. So Abraham had to have a heart for God to leave everything, y'all. Can you imagine? Can you imagine waking up and telling your family, I'm leaving the country? You know, you're leaving your relatives, you're leaving your children, and you go into a place that you don't know anything about. And that's what was happening with Abraham. God said, I will show you the land. Guess what? God ain't showed him nothing yet. He had to trust God enough to know wherever God has taken me, that's where I'm going to be. Are we at that place, y'all? To say, God, whatever you want me to do, that's what I'll do. When I um, stayed on that job and God had already told me he was taking me off that job, I would decree and declare it. I would go in the office and say, I'm not going to be with y'all long now. I said, you know, God is taking me off this job. One girl told me, shut up, Amanda, and go sit down. You're going to be right here with the rest of us. I said, okay. Every day I decreed and declared, I'm coming off this job because God told me I'm coming off the job. I'm decreeing and declaring his promise. And the day that God told me to put in my resignation, y'all, it was like, for real? God, you, you really want me to leave? And guess what God did? The day he told me to put it in, this is the funny part. We were in debt, bills behind, already got demoted. Why would you tell me to put in my resignation and everything is tore up from the floor? Because it's God. So that's what makes it hard, y'all, to say, God, you want me to leave at a time like this when everything is all tore up and don't look like we're going to make it, God? I put it in. And y'all, when I walked out of there, I end up gaining more than what I had when I was there on the job. Why? Because I heard God. And we're going to talk about hearing God. Some of us say we hear God. But when you hear God come what may, you're going to stand on what you heard. You're not going to try to fix it or work it out yourself. See, at that point, everybody, when people see people come off their job, they feel like if God took them off, he'll take me off. Not necessarily. God knows who he can trust with his kingdom. You have to be in a place with God to know the timing that God has for you. And when it is that time, you're going to come off in peace, even though everything around you look like it's tore up from the floor. Matter of fact, when I come off, I had no vacation time. I had no sick time. And the 401k looked like it was nothing. So everything was not the way I thought it would be. But God was showing me his hand. He was showing me Jehovah Jireh through everything looking toe up from the floor. But I had to trust God at that time to say, God, this don't look right. But God already knew what he had for me and he already knew what he had for the family. So what am I saying? That's trusting. That's totally dependent on God and not... Who can depend on nothing? (laughs) There was nothing there to depend on. I had no choice but to say, God, I trust you. And guess what? God was not going to be made ashamed of. And y'all, when I come off, like I told you, I put a Cadillac on the refrigerator. And I would walk by that Cadillac and I would say, that's my car. That's my car. Couldn't get the Cadillac working every day of the week. Couldn't get it. 
Soon as I got off the job, I'll go on the car lot and saw the Cadillac and come back with the Cadillac. And I'm, my eyes is booked because I'm saying, wait a minute, God, something is wrong with this picture. But that's just how God worked. So God was showing his hand with me being obedient to him. He was blessing me and he was making me a blessing to others. And even though people were talking about me, it was okay. Because I was following God's lead. God is not going to be made ashamed of. If he take you off your job, there's going to be nothing missing and nothing broken. God is going to be a God of more than enough. He's going to let people know I am God. He's going to manifest himself. He's going to make himself known. Because in these days and times, people are still wondering, y'all doing something that y'all ain't telling nobody. (laughs) No, we just serving Jesus. And, and people that stay across from us is so funny. Every time they see my husband, they say, what's the saying? Big money. Speak it. Big money. What are you doing now? Big money. I'm telling you. Speak it because the more you speak big money, the more my hands is out. Waiting on that big money. So this is what I'm saying. You have to be in a place to trust God to say, God, this is you and not me. And if you're not in that place, it's because you really don't know him. When you get to know him, you won't be worrying about how you're going to eat, how you're going to pay your bills. You don't have to worry about those things because if you're in the will of God, they're already paid before they were due. Because God have a way of working things out beyond our understanding. So he began to show me people in the Bible. Um, Go with me. Well, y'all know the scripture, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Everybody's so familiar with this. Listen at what the Amplified says. Lean on, trust in, and be confident in the Lord with all your heart. So lean on, trust in, and be confident in the Lord with all your heart and mind. Do not rely on your own insight or understanding. Now, when you lean on something, and God is showing me this, y'all know how you can go outside and you can be talking? And there's a tree right there beside you. And all of a sudden, you lean on that tree. You just take a break on that tree. That tree is there, right? So you know you can rest on that tree, you know, because your legs is getting tired. So as long as that tree is there, that tree is holding you up, right? Because you're leaning on that tree. You're depending on that tree. Actually, you're trusting in that tree because you know if that tree moves, where are you going? You're going to fall with that tree. So when you lean on somebody, let me give you an illustration. Athea, come down here for a second. Gloria, come up here, please. Bring y'all mask, please. We used to do illustrations that we have somebody to fall and wait on somebody to trust them. And I remember Brother John. <laughs> Who was it he let hit the floor? Jay let him hit the floor. Yes, he did. Huh? I'm not doing that. Listen at this. Gloria, lean on Athea. Do you think you can lean on her enough to trust that everywhere she moves, you can still lean on her? Let's see. She's moving too quick, right? 
So you see, she just moved and Gloria lost what? Her balance, right? Can you trust Athea enough to know that if you're falling, Athea catch you? Do you know her that well? You, you say you believe. You believe that she would catch you, Gloria. She'll catch you. Athea would catch you. For real. Do you think she would be watching enough to catch you? No. No. No, 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 no. How many would know my husband would watch me enough to catch me? How many know that for sure? How many really know that for sure? Hello? Do y'all know that for sure? His intentions would be to catch me, right? He wouldn't take his eyes off of me. He know my every move. So he's with me all the time. Not lest something come in and distract him and I fall and he say, I'm so sorry. Give you an example. Do y'all remember when I fell? Who caught me? Who, who was there to catch me? My husband wasn't even there. He couldn't get there quick enough to catch me. He tried, but he couldn't. Could he? Do y'all see where I'm going? Ain't nobody in this place can be around you 24-7 to catch you when you fall. Because everybody ain't going to be in the same room at all times. Julia, do you trust your husband enough that he watch you enough that no matter where you were in a room, he would catch you? She said no. Is that true, Manny? (laughs) See, he's an honest man. Y'all don't go nowhere. Now, Athea, that's your partner in the sound room. Do you trust her enough to leave her for a week in that sound room without you saying or doing anything? You do? Are you telling the truth? No. Now we're talking about, um, y'all this good. Y'all know each other. You got, see, she told a lie before she got to the truth. We ain't playing them games. We ain't playing them games. God trying to raise y'all up to tell the truth and still love each other. Okay. Do y'all understand what leaning on, depending on, and having confidence in a person is? Somebody will fail you no matter how much they say, I love you. They will fail you because the enemy is going to put something there to bring failure. And if they're not ready, they're going to mess up. As Willie say, true that. So, Gloria, y'all come back up front. Athea, lean on Gloria. So, you trust her enough that no matter where she go, you can follow her and you won't fall. Okay, there you go. She said, no, ma'am. Because guess what's going to happen after a while? Put your arm back on Gloria. Lean on Gloria. After a while, Gloria going to say, get off me. You have it. 
sit down somewhere. Don't that happen? When have anyone heard God say, get off of me? You're heavy. You know what my God says? Cast all your cares upon me. Because I am what? Care about you. And then he say, commit your way. That means roll it unto the Lord. Trust also in him. He shall bring it to pass. Our trust is too much in man and not in God. Because soon as man hurt us, it's just like our whole world has stopped. Let's just be honest. No matter how close Athea and Gloria get, if Athea asks Gloria something and she already know the answer and Gloria lied to Athea, it's done scarred Athea. She'll be like, I'm not trusting her no more. She may not tell her, but she's saying, uh uh-uh, I'm not trusting her no more. So Gloria's wondering, why Thea don't let me do this no more? She don't even ask me to do it no more. So finally, Gloria asked her, and Thea looked at her and said, I don't trust you. How many in this place can really say you have someone that you can trust with your life, <laughs> knowing that no matter what, they'll be there? How many? Let's just be honest. Man will fail us. Even though they say they love us, they will fail us, y'all, and it hurts when they do. So our confidence and our trust and our dependency have to be on God. Thank y'all. Man and Julia, come up here, please. Y'all okay? Y'all okay? You sitting right there together? Y'all okay? Y'all family? Um, they don't need no mic. Okay, Julia, Manny, you get behind your wife. Julia, you turn forward. No, I need for you to come this way, Manny. You stand this way. Julia, you turn facing that way as well. Now, go up a little bit. Now, Julia, if you fall, do you trust your husband to catch you because he's behind you now? Can I tell you something? You don't trust him, but you trust the God in him. Okay. Follow, Julia. (laughs) What in the world would you think? You that close to that man and he would let you fall, not unless he's real mad at you. And still, he wouldn't let, you wouldn't let her fall, would you, Manny? No, he wouldn't. See, okay, let's do it again. Look how close she got to him, like, I'm going to make sure he catch me. <laughs> Thank y'all. The reason why I'm doing this is to show y'all, our trust have to be in God. And if a person have a relationship with God and we see their walk with God, husband and wives, we can trust the God in them. We can. 
But if they're not in a place with God where they need to be, they'll tell you anything. <laughs> you have to watch a person's walk and see how they react, see what they do. They're not like this. They're steady. They're going to tell you the same thing they told you yesterday. It's not going to change because God don't change. So the reason why I'm doing this is because this is a time that we're in, y'all, that we got to trust God now. We're coming up on some times that your president cannot save you. He's at the White House. Listen what I'm saying. Listen, y'all got to understand this. This is what, what really grieves me. I am so tired of these politics. I am so tired of church folk coming against each other because of two men. This is the most ridiculous thing I ever seen. Those are grown men and you're supposed to be praying for them, not fighting with one another because of them. What we supposed to be presenting is the word. We supposed to tell people what the words say, not what Trump say and not what Biden say, because neither one of them is in alignment. Yeah, y'all didn't know. Y'all did not know. Neither one of them. Now, you got some things that are right. Don't get me wrong. That's why you better pray and say, God, show me. You better go by word because both men ain't word minded. Neither one of them is word-minded. I'm just being honest. They're not worth the character stinks. Both. See, we, we trying to say this one is lining up. Yes, that one is, but they're still off. This one right here ain't lining up, but he's still off. People are looking at money more than they're looking at Jesus. Now, I'm just being honest. People need to get over their scars, what they have been through through the years, because guess what? It ain't over yet. Whoever get in that seat cannot save you from racism because it's still here. It's still here. The only thing they can do is call the armed forces in and they move out the way. (laughs) But we have our armed forces. It's Jesus Christ. And that's the one he said, I want you to depend on me. Quit depending on people to get you out of something. They can't even get themselves out. of. They can't even go to a debate. <laughs> they can't even stand in a debate with one another and be civil. Come on, y'all. Get in your word. Get in your word. The whole thing, if you go through the word, people didn't look at the kings, they looked to God. And God changed the kings. They had to look to him, not man. We got to look to God, y'all. You vote according to the word. Not according to who people telling you to vote for. According to the word. What lines up with the word? And even if it lined up with the word, some people don't even still line up with what's being said. <laughs> True that, will So we need to put so much trust and confidence in God that the church stick together. We don't supposed to be divided because of Democrat and Republican. When we put our trust in God, it keeps us as 
one body. We do not supposed to have an arm over here and a leg over here and fighting for position. We're one in the body of Christ. We don't supposed to be divided, y'all. A divided house will fall. People come to us for answers. And you got the answer according to who you trust. Whom you relying on. Whom you depending on. If the gas price is going up, my dependency is still on God. If he took care of me when this point, he's going to take care of me doing this point. Why? He's still God. Why? Because I know him. And he's doing exploits because I know him. That's why in Goshen it was lit up. But in Egypt it was still darkness. Because they were trusting God. And they had a leader that trusted God. So do you rely on him? Do you trust him the way you say you do? And if you do trust him the way you say you do, no matter what man does, you still trust him. And that's what our children's supposed to see. They're supposed to see us depending on him and not depending on man. We go by word and word only. So Abraham left everything. He put his trust, he put his dependency in God. Did Abraham mess up y'all? Yes, he did. But guess what? God knew Abraham's heart and God still gave Abraham the promise because he gave it to who? Abraham. And Abraham would, you know, build altars and he would talk to God. He was getting to know God and God would tell Abraham what was going to happen. He told them they were going to be in bondage for 400 and some years. Abraham knew it, but he wasn't here to see it. So God still did what God said he was going to do outside of what they went through. Y'all, we may be going through something right now, but that don't change God's mind. If God told you something, you can rely on him. You can trust him. You can depend on him. And no matter where you go, he's right there with you. Because he said, I'll never, ever leave you nor forsake you. When you get tired, God will pick you up. You can be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. You can begin to do all things through Christ which strengthen you. You can become more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. Your strength, your reliance, everything comes from God and God alone. No man can give you that. My husband can't carry me but so far before he get tired. Come on, what man have y'all seen pick up a woman? Come on, let's be honest. Some women gain more weight than others. How long is that man going to be able to carry that woman? He might have to lay her down and say, baby, I'll be back. (laughs) Y'all, this is the truth. Come on, even the slender women, some men are weak. They have to say, baby... I'm going to leave you right here. I'm going to get some help. <laughs> come on, let's just be honest. You can't even depend on him to come back. He on one end trying to make it, and you on another, and you imagining he bringing you help, and he's down. <laughs> Can y'all imagine? You, hope against hope, <laughs> and no help shows up. And the only thing he can say is, I tried. But God is not like that, y'all. Because my Bible says he is the present help in the time of trouble. He'll never leave us, y'all, like that. God will bring us out. Any God who allowed three men to go into a fire that was seven times hot 
And even the men who lit it died. (laughs) But they walked right in the midst of it. You know why? Because they depended on God. They trusted in God. And guess what? By them doing that, even the king says, I know he's God. That's how it's supposed to be with us. Where's our dependency? Where's our trust in God in these times, y'all? God wants us to lean and depend on him more than we lean in and dependent on other things. And other things will take you away from God if you've never been in a place with God. We don't supposed to be moved. We shaken. But we don't supposed to move off of what we believe, y'all. How many of us are moving off what we believe based on what we're hearing from other people? People can speak a good game. They can tell you what they want you to hear because they don't have full revelation themselves. They're doing it naturally. We are supernatural beings. We go on the spirit. We don't go on natural things. So we have to get into the word. And we have to take these promises for what they are and ask our helper, the Holy Spirit, to help us to lean, depend, have confidence and trust in God and God alone. Because y'all, in my lifetime, I have been hurt by a lot of people. People I trusted. People that I thought I could rely on. People that told me things that later on I found out it was a lie. But guess what? My God revealed it to me. and He didn't allow me to be shocked by what I heard. Why? Because God is not going to let you be made ashamed of. So the closer we get to him, guess what? Whatever people are doing to you, it's going to pop up. Anything you try to hide and bury, it's done popped up in front of you. Because it's coming to light. God's going to bring darkness to light. He's going to make known. You don't have to be trying to do nothing or trying to figure out anything. The closer you get to God, God's going to give you a vivid picture of what's going on around you. My grandfather, he was so close to God, you would be sitting in the house with him, and he would just tell you your life just like you was in a movie theater. And I'm like, Jesus. So calm, just spitting it out. Just spitting it out. Some people didn't even want to come to the house because they knew. As soon as they set foot on that ground, he'd just be spitting it out, telling you what... and. and Matter of fact, he told somebody the hotel they went to, how much change they got back. That deep. They weren't messing with granddaddy. They was messing with God. Then he had told him, and don't be going over there in that prayer house. Don't even think about going over there. They were thinking about it. God is good, y'all. When you get to know him, he won't let nobody fool you. He will tell you what's going on around you without us trying to figure it out. Why? Because you depended on him. You trusted in him. You put your life in his hands. That's what Abraham did. And y'all, when you look at Abraham's life, there was nothing missing. There was nothing broken. Every promise that God gave him, he fulfilled that promise even though Abraham wasn't there to see it. That's just how faithful he is. So let's take up the time. Take out time to get in our word and hear what God has to say unto us and take our dependency off of everybody else. Y'all, my dependency was so much on this man, following this man, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And when I got close to Jesus, I just dropped him off. I still loved him as my husband, but God was always first. And he found out God was first in my life and he had to leave me a note 
And I still looked at him like, are you crazy? You're going to leave me a note and I got to go do Bible study tonight. <laughs> but that's the only way he could talk to me because God had to show me. You putting every, everything and everybody before me. I want to be first. And when God saw that he was first and foremost, let me tell you what he told me. Now, get your priorities in order. I'm first, your husband, your children, then the church. And that's how I've been operating for years. Nobody can come before my God. He's first in my life. He brought me out when nobody could bring me out. So I have to trust him. I have to rely on him. And that's who I go to all the time. God, I don't know what to do. My eyes are on you. Show me what to do with these people. Show me what to do with the church. God, the church is tore up from the floor up. God, you know what we have. You know what we don't have. Show me what direction to go in. Did he do it? Won't he do it? And he'll bring in whom he want to bring in. We just have to be ready to hear him. And I'm still not finished with these other five scriptures, but we'll start again next Tuesday. Because I'm going to give you some examples of people who relied on God. Then after they relied on him, they fell back on God and didn't rely on him. And we don't want to do that, y'all. We want to make sure that our dependency is more in him than it is in ourselves and other people and things around us. Is there somebody in here want to talk about depending on God before we close out? I know somebody in here that has. Manny, you know what? Come on up because God is good. It was you God was showing me. I was just waiting. Can we give Manny a mic, please? Um, I just wanted to speak on the, uh, you know, everything she was saying, uh, and the Lord was reminding me of, uh, just how everything he ever said to me has came to pass. Like he, everything he showed me has came to pass, you know, and that just caused me to trust in him. But just, he reminded me of, of this, uh, like vision I had one time and he showed me. Me, it was me and my wife, and we was in a um, we was in like this high building, like up in a high building, and it was an elevator, and it just the whole building caught on fire. It was like other, it was a few other people in the building, and we was in the midst of the fire, and uh, my wife fell down on my she fell down like to my knees and was just holding my knees, you know, and, and that's what I was reminded of in here, you know, but she, God was showing me like we was about to go through the fire and, and then in, in the vision, um, the lady said to me, she said, you pray. And as I began to pray, it got us through, it got us out of it. And I mean, not, not shortly after, you know, just God had showed me this in advance, but not shortly after this vision. I mean, we really went through the fire. When I tell you we went through the fire, we went through the fire. Um, uh, we we lost a child. You know, my wife was pregnant. We lost a child. Uh, my daughter ran away from home. It was just so much coming at me on every side. 
And I mean, really, nobody was like on my side. It was just I just had to depend on God and, and what he showed me, you know. And because he showed me that even though I was going through that, I just had trust and hope knowing that I'm going to get the victory out of this. And, and I mean, I just watched God after all these things that happened because I didn't move off of what he told me. I mean, I seen him fix everything, every area that the enemy tried to attack. I seen God restore, you know, like even with my daughter, restore our late relationship to just such a great relationship now, you know. Uh, but he just showed me everything that he's ever said. It came to pass, you know, we can really trust and depend on him. And, and you just can't forget moments like that, you know, like it's the same God. So we just can't forget that. It's not about what we see, but it's who we trust in, you know. And he'll bring us, like she was saying, like you can come through that fire, not even smelling like smoke. But I, I just want to share that. So know tonight, no matter what you're going through or you've been through, if you put your trust in God, you're going to get through it. That's a promise. He's promised us he'll never leave us nor forsake us. It hurts, y'all. You know, it, it, as CeCe Winan said, it wasn't easy, but it was worth it. Think about his dying. It wasn't easy, but it was worth it. So if we put our eyes on him and take our eyes off of what's going on in our lives, and one more thing, when we look at Moses, remember, Moses felt abandonment because his mother left him on that river. He was a baby. But God put him in Pharaoh's house. Why would God choose Pharaoh's house? Because he was raising him up amongst the Egyptians to bring his people out. Sometimes you think that you're in the wrong house at the wrong time, but that's when God is raising you up for a plan and a purpose that he has for your life because God has not forgotten about you. Everything is not easy, y'all. If it was easy, then we wouldn't need God. But we need God for such a time as this, especially doing everything that's going on. And y'all, things are getting ready to pop up like never before. Never before. You're going to see more rage than you have ever seen before. It's going to be a terrible time. That's why we have to really know God and know where to be, when to be there. We got to know what to say and how to say it because people are really full of rage now. Is there anyone else before we dismiss? Okay, we're going to go ahead and let the deacon in the back dismiss us.